So hello, everyone. This is Otessa, and you are listening to Conversations with Hysterical Women. That's Women with an X, the Hysterical Women podcast, where you are all welcome here, friends, allies, everywhere across the rainbow, across the binary. I'm just really glad to have you be here. This is meant to be a safe space to explore all of the weird things that life throws at us and all of the different ways in which we can be twisted and torn asunder, but also all the different ways that we can come back together. So thank you for listening. And I'm glad that you're here and going to be cheesy, but comment, like, subscribe. My name is Sandy Ian. Okay, awesome. So, okay, when it comes to like anxieties in the workplace, have you felt anxiety or is there something that affects you personally when it comes to mental health or in the workplace? Yeah. That's a good question. I think that one of the things that affects me the most is really my relationship with my boss. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that we all feel us at to some degree or another some yeah. amount of anxiety when we're talking to our bosses just because, you know, they have control over our employment. Yes. So yeah, is it is he like so who is your boss? Is it female, so male? My my boss is a woman. Mm-hmm. One thing that is really interesting about my workplace is that there are a lot of women and women of color mm-hmm. in positions of authority. Awesome. Um, they all do ladder up to one dude, however. Um, so that's that's a conversation in and of itself of like, why do we have all these badass women who are in positions of authority, but there's just dudes at the top. Yeah. Like, let's, yeah. let's examine that. But I think that a lot of it, a lot of the anxiety with her comes from this expectation of women that we are supposed to be agreeable, pleasant, mild. And so sometimes both she and I will simultaneously do this thing where we're like, oh, but what, what were you going to say? And then yeah. it just puts up, so, like, just wastes so much time yeah, for no reason. Then, trust me, it makes complete sense. I know where you're coming from. So you were talking about something about quote unquote Jason. So do you like deal with Opposite, not even just male coworkers, but coworkers where the relationship or the work relationship kind of, no, I want to say it is inappropriate, but affects the workplace or the workspace for just you. Not currently, but mm-hmm. I used to work at a startup that had a very casual culture and mm-hmm. very lax HR practices mm-hmm. for a long time. And I do remember that there were times we were in, we were in a neighborhood. Mm -hmm. I won't say what neighborhood, but um, (laughs) we were in a neighborhood and our office building was built into a hill. So most of the office was underground, but there were windows where you Mm -hmm. could see a a decent chunk of like humanity happening outside. And there would just be comments always from men that were about some woman's legs or Mm -hmm. look at so-and-so what they're wearing or I love spring because all the skirts come out and it was just really, really uncomfortable. And Mm -hmm. I'm like, we are in an open office layout and you're just like yelling about people's legs. Yeah. And you know, there's women are half of people like there are so many of us and you're just gonna objectify people while you have other women in the workplace sitting Mm -hmm. there and they can fucking hear you talk about what is going on outside the window and what you think about so-and-so. And like, first of all, it's unprofessional. Secondly, like how degrading is that? And thirdly, what am I supposed to think about how you're thinking about me? And it just puts you on edge to make you hyper aware that you're being observed, that Mm -hmm. you're not one of the in-group, that you're a thing. Yeah. So you went about like the casual 
workplace and then you know there, there's a, i read an article about how it does make a difference when it's the casual like you know shared workspace at these you know these little like startups than the corporate field now, there's definitely a difference when it comes to the culture do you think because of that environment it affects the way you know people work and are you in an um situation right now are you in this like casual you know millennial like workspace or are you in a corporate workspace and is it for a reason why you decided to take that route or whatever route you're in that's a good question. There are many questions in there. Let's yeah. see. Um, yeah. I Go think trail off. <laughs> I think that the super. I mean, there's a reason why the term programmer has been created and mm-hmm. has risen to the level that it has. I think that the super relaxed culture, people are quick to assume that existing frameworks and existing rules and existing structures mm-hmm. are just bananas and archaic and untested and people are just dumb and they came up with this thing and since I'm young and I'm new, I'm mm-hmm. gonna come up with a cool thing to disrupt office culture. And it's like, no, there's a reason why there's a dress code. There's a reason why there are HR policies that work this way. There's a reason mm-hmm. why you don't talk about X, Y, Z at work. Yeah. And it's not because anyone's really trying to stifle your creativity or this, that, and the other thing, although it can, mm-hmm. but one thing that people forget is that these rules weren't created arbitrarily, that these rules were created to try to focus the work on the work mm-hmm. as opposed to focus the work on the legs, being buds, hanging out, yeah. and just like being comfortable saying whatever you want while simultaneously making other people feel uncomfortable that they can't see what they want. Mm-hmm. It's a little bit like the idea behind private school uniforms is if everyone is wearing the same thing, which, you know, obviously everyone modifies their uniforms, but yeah. if everyone's wearing the same things, there's less likelihood that there's going to be a distracting influence of so-and-so yeah. is wearing, you know, Abercrombie and so-and-so got their shit from Target. Yeah. Like, yeah. the conversation is hopefully not going to be about that or will be minimized yeah. in that way. And while those structures may be problematic, while they may have other problems that come with them, yeah. it's not like we created them just to be dicks. Of course. Um, in terms of where I work now, it is a lot more corporate of a structure. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't choose it for that, but I do find it at times a relief. Yeah. It's funny because like, um, I was in that situation where I'm now in that casual environment and it yeah. does make a huge difference. For me, I don't want to say it's negative, but it is a huge shift from the corporate experience I worked with. Was there, even in the past, like a relationship at work that didn't turn out the way you wanted it to or was unwanted or unwarranted for or affected your work um, or was like a relationship that was taken advantage of like for example um, a co-worker only kind of being nice to me because he knew that he could probably get a promotion out of this but I didn't know that until later on and stuff like that or any any relationship whether it be co-worker boss whatever it is a good question um I have been relatively fortunate in this area where my relationships with coworkers have been not too problematic. Mm-hmm. I will say, so at the startup that I worked at, I ended up working there for a decent amount of time. So I was, you know, it's a small company anyway. So I was well known. Everyone knew who I was. Um, I worked for the president and the CTO. Like this sounds really annoying, but like, no. Like I had an important role in the company and that kind of stuff. And so I would get a certain amount. I'd earned trust from the 
you know, stakeholders in the organization. And so I operated with a decent amount of autonomy. Mm -hmm. um, and I would always take time to make sure to get to know everyone, to make sure that I would be able to work with them in the ways that they wanted to be work, worked mm -hmm. with. And like I said about this company, we had really lax HR. We finally hired an HR person and I, I was relieved. I was yeah. really excited at the time. And it turned out that she was an absolute nightmare. She would not enforce any sort of professionalism mm -hmm. at work. Mm -hmm. um, there were times when I believe that she, you know, violated some, probably not HR laws, but yeah. essentially there was one time when she told one of our employees something that a third employee had said about them. Okay. And I was like, what? Like, that's like, completely... Well, and also that's just like such an abuse of your role and so unprofessional and just the antithesis of what you're supposed to be. Yeah. She had a problem with me for whatever reason. I don't know if I had done something to offend her at some point mm -hmm. or whatever, but she just had a huge issue with me. And do you, if, if you don't mind me cutting up, do you think it's because of maybe the position or the role that you were, you had that you kind of had this well-informed authority within this Yeah, company. I think so. I think that no one ex no one gave her context or mm -hmm. explained to her, Not, I'm not trying to be condescending, but like I think no. that she didn't fully grasp like that I had earned my role, yeah. that I had earned the amount of respect and autonomy that I was being given, mm -hmm. and that I did speak from a position of experience. Um, and I found that she did not she treated only like one other woman that way, but she would treat all the men like, oh, of course you have authority, you know? Yeah. And she would behave a certain way around them. Mm -hmm. And it was just really uncomfortable to see. Yeah. And it led me to a lot of hypotheses that I didn't like. Like mm -hmm. you never, I, I always want to pass the glow up. I don't want to suspect other women of, being XYZ stereotypical way or playing into um, patriarchal narratives. Yeah. But at the same time, those narratives are really strong. We're fed them from birth that we need to conform to them, yeah. that this is the way to success. And mm -hmm. to be honest, it works. Mm -hmm. Like there's a reason why, there's a reason why women become good at playing these games. Yeah. It's because, you know, we have to survive. We yeah. have to make that cash, no, you know? That's awesome, I love that answer. So it's kind of ended on a little note, but like, again, if it's too extensive for you, you don't have to answer it. What change would you like to see in your lifetime? Um, and if you could only pick maybe one primitive change, whether it be career, personal, whatever, like, in, you know, the next, if you want to like a, maybe next five years, like. Oh man. Or even 10 years. Does it have to be doable? It doesn't even have to make sense. If you want to go to the moon or something like that. I mean. Like a, like a, like what, a, what change I want to see in the world or? Maybe I, more with yourself. Like, more with myself. Maybe okay. if you want, we can talk about career wise. If you don't want to go personal, like where do you see yourself or where do you want to be? You don't even have to be like, this is exactly where I see myself, but just kind of sure. where you wish you'd want to be. Um, or if you don't like that, what's a question you want to be asked that you're not asked often or, you know, never asked, whatever it's about. Oh, um, no, I like your question. Okay. I think. I'm going to describe how, where I want to be with a feeling that I want to feel. I love that. Okay, go for it. Um, I want to feel accomplished in a way that is not qualified. 
Mm -hmm. I want to feel accomplished. Like I did X, Y, Z things. There's no like I did X, Y, Z things, but it really wasn't a big deal. Is this, that, and the other thing. And -and so-and-so helped me and I didn't do this on my own. And I just want to thank all the people that helped me get here and all that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. I want to feel like there was a thing that I did and that I can own having done that thing and feel good about that thing that I did. I want to feel it in a way that I want to feel secure. And when you go upon secure, do you mean like, Again, like within yourself or like financially secure or, you know, secure that whatever you did in the past, you're happy with. Uh, The latter, I think. Mm -hmm. I want to feel like I'm on firm ground, that Mm -hmm. I built where I am now Mm -hmm. and that I can rely on what I've done in the past. Because I think that there's a lot of uncertainty in the world and we can't know what's going to happen next. But we can know that we have overcome things in the past And I think that as women, we're told often not to trust that or that it doesn't count or Mm -hmm. that it doesn't matter, that anything could come blow you down. And I think that there's a certain amount of power in being like, no, I did these things and I survived through adversity and I know that I can rely on my own strengths in these ways to get to where I want to be next. That's, That's an amazing answer. Thank you. Thanks.